He's also someone who's been a personal spiritual hero to me. Since I, I told him, I joked with him earlier that I've known him my whole life, and I have. We used to literally travel around and find places where the Shekinah Singers and uh, Jimmy Phillips out of Princeton Pike would be traveling around. And man, they, they brought the house down everywhere they went. It was no shock to me when uh, they put him in charge of one of the greatest choirs in the Church of God. So we're, we welcome you, Jimmy. We're so glad you're here with them and that they are here to bless us. And boy, wait till you get ministered to. You might as well just hold on to your hat, get ready, because the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit has been strong here today. And they are here to minister to you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Power Unlimited from Campus Choir.
now, thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. This is interactive. That's where you say amen. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. How many of you know you belong to the Lord this morning? When the Bible said, when Moses looked up and said, who should I say has sent me? The Bible tells us, he said, you tell him, I am. I am sent you. They just told you what that meant. Holy, worthy, lovely, redeemer, creator. As I was singing that alongside of them, I kept imagining what it would be like in those minutes, with a few minutes. I'm excited about the beginning. You know, when we, the trumpet is sounded and, and the rapture is taking place and we're standing at the marriage supper of the Lamb waiting on instructions. The angels have stepped aside, folded their wings, and they've made a big announcement. The bride has arrived. When we stand in the presence of the Lord and we begin walking down that golden chamber into the marriage supper of the Lamb, I can hear us crying out with the redeemed of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of His glory. He said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overflow you. You may even walk through the fire, but when you do, the flame will not even kindle upon you. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Another scripture, he said, As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Like the birds of the air, I won't worry about what I eat, what I drink, where I sleep. I won't worry about any of those things. Because I belong to the master of the universe. and He knows my name. He knows your name. Isn't that amazing? I want you to one more time just give it up for the Lord and thanksgiving for this beautiful music. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Our ushers are coming to, to serve you. We want to stop right here and, and say thank you to this group. Not only are they holding us very precious cargo for us, but these guys, have they've left their families, their hometowns, their states, their fathers, to be here with us on Father's Day. I think that's pretty awesome. So I want us to properly thank the Lord for their sacrifice today. I don't want to just meet a need. I don't want to just pay a bill. Because they didn't come for a bill. They didn't give us an invoice. They came out of love to be here out of love they'll leave but I want to bless them as they're coming in and bless them as they're going out I want God to use us to do that so I'm asking you on this Father's Day on this Sunday that you help us to honor Campus Choir's Power Unlimited with our gifts as you pay your tithe that's a separate thing but all loose offering anything you mark on an envelope that says CC or Campus Choir or Power Unlimited then it'll go to help them as they travel around and bring this everywhere they go first service the power of the Lord fell in such a beautiful way I'm already sensing that he's moving and that he's doing a good, good work in this place here today so happy Father's Day to you happy Father's Day to them 
because they'll be on the phone and they'll be FaceTiming and they'll be calling and texting. They'll be saying they love their dad. You get to enjoy them today. So let's give as unto the Lord. Amen. Father, as we come to you, we thank you for this group that's here ministering to us the presence of God. They're not here entertaining us with their talent, but God, they have brought you, your throne, your presence right into this place. And so we honor you and we're here to meet together in your house, in your name, to come together, Lord, to give you praise and to give you glory. So Lord, we ask your blessings now as our gifts. Lord, we give knowing this is part of our worship. It's part of what we do to honor you. We don't give to a church. We're not even giving to this choir or this group. We're giving to you. Thanksgiving to you for the work and the calling you placed on their lives as they've come by to be with us this morning. Touch them, bless them, and may it be abundant. I pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Amen. One more time, welcome Power Unlimited as they come back to worship.
You know, for a lot of us, Father's Day is kind of a, a wonderful time of celebration, but for a lot of other people, it's a day of mourning and a day of pain. Um, I think the enemy has such a very wicked assignment, at least over America, that is completely ripping the generation from their father. It's so, it's so sad. But I just want this moment to be a moment where we just not necessarily celebrate our earthly father, but the father who gave us life, the father who is here with us in everything. He's perfect regardless of everything that has happened to us. You know, he's our defender. He's the lover of our souls and he's here and he cares about us every day, whether it's Father's Day or whether it's not, he is with us and he still pursues us no matter what we do. So sing this out. You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. You're more real than the wind in my lungs. Your thoughts define me. You're inside me. You're my reality. You're my reality, Father. Sing this out. It says, Abba, I belong to you. Define me. Your thoughts define. 
you but I just sense the presence of the Lord in this place so amazing how many of you are glad that he never quit on you he never gave up chases us down Kyle climb any mountain knock down any wall to be our father blessed you are how very blessed I want you to stand with me all over the congregation I want to thank Power Unlimited I'm going to ask a favor of you I'm going to preach a little quicker and I want you to come back and sing that song that one about the uh, the devil, the fear not today not today devil somebody say that, not today devil I want to send our fathers out today with that song. That was a great song. All of these have been beautiful. They have brought the presence of God here with us. And we're so thankful for them. Amen. While you're standing, if you turn in your scriptures, I'm going to go from Old Testament to New Testament very quickly this morning. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to go right to the very beginning. And then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. As a matter of inference for the message today, the title of the message is In His Image, Father's Day 2018. And as you're turning in your scripture, I want to acknowledge my friend, Christian Mays. Christian, we're very proud of you. You do more than just give an opinion. You do more than just talk over coffee or off of brunch or dinner. You're somebody who wants to go out and make a big difference. The election just was over, and uh, this guy who's really kind of quiet because I didn't know he was running, or I would have been carrying a banner or something, but uh, Christian Mays was elected to the Republican Central Committee. And so he was sworn in this week, and I want, we're going to, here and I'll get with you and we'll, we're going to have a time where we pray over you and the work that God's going to do through you. But we want you to know as your church family that we're proud of you and that we acknowledge that God's going to use you in a great way to make a difference in our community. So God bless you. Genesis chapter 1. I love this because God could have chose to just be a ruler could have just been a king. He could have just demanded our obedience like a dictator. But he didn't. When you look down through all the roles, 
and all the ways that he could love us and lead us and draw us, he decided the best way would be to be a father. Then he decided that he would put the secret of his amazing fatherhood into us. Listen. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness. Wow. You don't know where I'm going. So you don't know what I know. I'm already ready to shout. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Now we're going to jump a couple of thousand years to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. I want to take you to this day on the side of a hill down by the Jordan River where John the Baptist is preaching and he is bringing down the house just repeating telling everybody to repent, they need to get right, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, over the hill, comes walking his first cousin, Jesus. And he knows already that Jesus is not, doesn't need to be baptized by him. He already knows who he is. He's the forerunner to the one who, he, he knows that he is going to be the, the one that, that delivers us all. And he comes over the hill and he steps down close to the water and he looks into the face of John the Baptist. Their eyes meet. And John says, no, no, no. I'm not worthy. Thank God for humble, broken men. He looked down at his shoes and he said, I'm not even worthy to unlatch your shoes. I can't undo your sandals. You want me to wash your feet? He said, no, you ought to wash mine. And Jesus looked at him and said beautiful words. Tasha, it's so good to see you. Enjoy home this weekend for Father's Day. But we're glad to see you. You're part of our family. Jesus looked at him and said, suffer it to be so, John, so that all righteousness would be fulfilled and so he baptized him and when he baptized him the Bible tells us that John took him down in the water and brought him up because we believe in immersion when he came up out of the water it says that the heavens opened up that light illuminated the sky and came rushing down from glory and like a dove, the Bible says, it descended on the Son of Man, illuminating him. As he stood in the water and all the people on the shore, everybody on the banks was looking. They were in awe. I'm sure nobody was saying a word as the heavens were open. The angels of God were no doubt in the key of sea going, oh, no doubt. It was huge and dramatic. Then a voice suddenly out of nowhere. God sitting back, looking. My son is on mission. My son, he's left the throne. He's, he's conquered. He's went down. He's ready. He's ready to fulfill the mission that we had put together before the even worlds were framed. 
here he is now and he's, he's looking down on the situation and he, he looks at the, the heavens are opened and the, the Holy Spirit has descended like a dove and he, he's looking at the situation and all the people and the, all the people are looking up and God cannot help himself. He bursts down through the barriers and sound barrier and the atmosphere and the ozone and he gets right in the middle of what's going on and he says, this is my son. He wanted to make declaration. He wanted the whole world to know this was the day that in history he wanted the milestone to be clear that this was the moment. It wasn't an angel that announced it. It wasn't a prophet or a star in the sky. It was God himself saying, that's my boy. That's my son. He says, in whom I am well pleased. That was one of the grandest days in the history. In the history of the Bible. It works together to associate God, the ruler, the king, with his son as a father. Then Jesus came from Galilee at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said, permit it to be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, I knew you wanted to hear it again, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Father, I ask your blessings upon the Word of God. May the Holy Spirit speak to us and to fathers, especially on this Father's Day, Sunday morning, in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. You can be seated. What a beautiful song they just got done singing. Abba, I belong to you. Father, Daddy, I belong to you. It's amazing the way God has put all of his plan together for such a beautiful day as this. Fathers, don't, don't worry. No lectures today. No, no challenges today except one, that you see yourself as you were meant to be. I'll ask the question, how do you see yourself? Do you have a healthy self-image of who you are, the way you were supposed to be made? I hope that after today as you're leaving, challenged by the word of God, that you will see yourself in the manner which you were meant and you were made and you were created. Listen to what the Bible says about all of us, but especially dads, listen to what it says about you. Deuteronomy 28 and 13, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. One of my very favorites is 1 Peter 2 and 9, and it says... But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We need to see ourselves in light of God's intention, his creation. I want you to see yourself for what you were meant to be. It's an important message for the day. As I've already kind of pointed out, if you can imagine that scene John the Baptist baptizing the Messiah. 
And as soon as he comes up out of the water, the heavens opened. There wasn't, as I mentioned, no angel, no prophet, no star. It was a beautiful afternoon where God broke through. He wanted everyone to know that Jesus of Nazareth, this Jesus, this, this Messiah claimed by so many was his son. And supernaturally, God was proud, I believe. I believe in that moment, if, if heaven was able to pick a Father's Day date, if they were able to set the worldly calendar, I believe that they would have said this was Father's Day. Because this was the day that God became, it became clear as he verbally associated himself with his son that he was his father. I mean, I almost see, I saw a picture of a, of a fiery chariot and God in it and on the back of it, it says a bumper sticker that says, my son is God. A proud moment for heaven, a great day for earth. I wrote this down, I didn't read this in first service. It said, one small step into the waters of the Jordan, one huge leap for mankind. For in that moment, all righteousness was being fulfilled. God set forever an example of how a father loves his children. Because you see, God is not merely like a father, he is a father. You wonder why the bar has been set so high. You wonder why, and, and we, I, as pastor, I've had to deal with people who've come along, and, and over the years, people have told me, that, that they said, I don't want to go to Father's Day service. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We got a free gift. Are you You got a free gift. Why aren't you going to come and get your free gift? It's a back scratcher. I like what Richard said. Pat you on the back. I got one for my dad who's right here on the front row. Give it up for my dad real quick. Ray Phillips. But people don't want to come to Father's Day. They haven't traditionally wanted to come because one of the things that I get over and over and over again is, well, I mean, you know, think about it for a minute. We get lectures. We get scolded. We get you know, challenged, we never do it right, and moms get all the flowers, all the cards, all the gifts, all the gift cards, mamas, we come in on Mother's Day, and everybody's like, my mother, she's so precious, she's so wonderful, my dad needs to get up and be a man, all these people over and over again, for the year, and through the years, I've had people say, one guy looked at me straight up, and he says, I'm not coming. I said, no, listen, you need to come. We're going to change that. I hear you. You're right. We, we don't do that. And so today, last year, I tried to change it. This year, I, I'm really, really doing my best. And with the message I feel the Lord has given me, because I believe it is the Father's heart to not only challenge. Every now and again, we need challenged in our walk with God. But I really believe the Lord wants to show you something amazing about his love for you. Why? He chose to be a father. And how that is an incredible, impeccable honor for you. Amazing. I mean, there are some great dads, right? There are some awesome dads in the world. I mean, think about Robert Young from Father Knows Best. I'm going to go down through generations. Half of you are saying, huh? My father thinks he knows best, but... <laughs> You don't know what I'm talking about. But there are other famous TV dads you might remember. Their reruns are out there. But Charles Ingalls, I mean, he's the dad of dads, isn't he? And then you've got Howard Cunningham. Who knows who Howard Cunningham is? You know who that guy is. George Burns. And then Mrs. Doubtfire. I think he was a good dad. 
although he had a few issues. Liam Neeson, taken. Don't you take my family. I will kill you. Clark Griswold of Vacation. And then, of course, Marlon the Clownfish, Nemo's dad. I mean, everybody goes, aww. I mean, he was a great dad. And then, of course, I say for last, George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, he was a great dad. But all of these guys pale in comparison. And none of them seem to match up. There's been this excellence bar that's been set for generations that it seems like nobody can get through. But there is good news today. Even though all of these people in all of those sermons you've heard years after year after year, all of them have seemed to be so hard-lined, it was all because there's been such a bar set by the Father of Fathers, the Lord of Lords, the, the one who created the master of the universe, the greatest father ever, who was Father God. Because he chose to be a father, you've got a hard hard place to be and you've got big shoes to fill we were created though here's the awesome thing about the message for today God did not set a bar of excellence so high that you can't obtain it he looked at you in the very beginning of the scriptures and he said I will create you in my image and in my likeness the perfect father says to a father of twins, don't worry about it. I'm going to make you into the father you're meant to be. I've designed you. I've created you. It's down inside of you. You see, we, we talk about that and some people say, well, I didn't have a good background or I didn't have a good situation and my father's not living and my father's not here and I understand all of those things and that happens in this life and in this world. We know that we don't, we're not in heaven currently, but there is still good news for all of us and that is that even in light of all that we don't have, even the father that's sitting here today saying, I, I needed instruction, I've needed encouragement, I've needed mentoring, I don't think I've been a good father, but I want to be, here's the good news for today. God has created you in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, it is inside of you to be the perfect father. It's inside of you to be the perfect dad. The thing is, in our relationship, Mark, with God, as we pursue that depth of his understanding of love, the height, the width, the depth, the length of his love, as we know that and we, and we grow in that relationship, we become in the likeness and in the mind of Christ, we become like God in that respect. Now, I'm not wanting us to get a God complex. But I am wanting us to get an understanding that the treasure, the secret Beautiful treasures of God's mysteries about fatherhood lie within you because he created you in his image. In his image. This really started turning over and over in my head because I was sitting across the table from uh, my nephew Tyler and his beautiful little boy Zeke. And as they were sitting there, I was watching them as Tyler or Zeke is trying to do a little project on the table and, and, and daddy's watching and he's, he's pouring into him and I'm watching as he's instructing and they're kind of interacting together and I'm looking and my heart is getting touched because I'm looking at father and son and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy how much they look alike. 
it's crazy how much they act alike. It's unbelievable. I see the image of Tyler and Zeke. I see it. It's beautiful the way it just comes rolling out through his actions and the things he is, his, even his little temper, everything about him. It's like Tyler and everything, his expressions and his face and his eyes. And, you know, I heard someone talking about, you know, the resemblance. And we all do that, don't we? I mean, a baby comes into the church and people walking up to him and everybody's going, oh, it looks just like his daddy. All oh, looks just like his mommy. Look at those eyes. He's got Denise's eyes. Look at that baby bat, that baby Matt. Boy, he's got his, he got her eyes. Look at that. He's got your hair. He's got your nose. He's got your chin. We do this resemblance. We, we want to see the resemblance to our parents. We want to see how we connect with them as we grow and as we get older. We keep looking for these comparisons all of our lives. God has set a beautiful example in his word that we need to really acknowledge and embrace this morning. That's the power of his word alive in us. His power alive in us. You have been made, Brother Larry, in the image of God. Inside of you are the treasures of fatherhood. Inside of every man in this house is the treasures, the secrets, the mysteries of fatherhood. You have been given the gift of being able to be all the things you need to be. And when God was done, in verse 32 of that same chapter, he said, Then God looked over all he had made. He saw that it was very good. Not the world's kind of good, but God's kind of good. Excellence. You're his creation. You're his workmanship. You're wonderfully complex. I challenge fathers this morning not to worry about being a better father, but I challenge you to be the you you were meant to be when God created you. That's where the excellence is. It's in his image. You look like your father. You look more and more like your father as you go along. As you are broken. As you read his word. As you stay in prayer and you stay humble and broken before him. And you spend your life growing in the depths of your relationship. Being planted like a tree that can't be moved. When you develop inside of you that beautiful relationship with God. You look more and more and more like your father. It's the key to fatherhood. I could write the book and make a million. It's the key to the mysteries of fatherhood. When you say the word father, you think of strength. Somebody is calling me. Myers and Middletown. Wow, really? When you say the word father, you think strong. You've heard the little kids on the playground. I did it myself. Dad, I did it. I was in fourth grade. Mark Mombeck was talking to me about his dad at Madison Park. And he said, my dad can beat up your dad. And I was like, Psh. my dad can beat your dad, hands down. My dad's stronger than your dad. My dad has got bigger muscles than your dad. My dad can beat your dad up. This one kid, you know, says to somebody, they were playing around like that. And one kid said, I can... My dad can beat your dad up. And he said, that's nothing. My mom can too. <laughs> when you think of the word strong, father, you think strong. You think wise. My dad can build anything, fix anything, do anything. Now, all of you are talented. Lots of you are talented. But I can tell you, I'm 
older now, but there's my dad. And I can tell you, he can build anything. He can fix anything. If he puts it in his head, he makes it happen. He built a house almost single-handedly all by himself when we were young in 1973. It's crazy what he can do. My dad can beat your dad up, and my dad can do anything. He's a protector, a father. You think of the word protector when you think of a father. When we would have storms, all of us kids, we were scared to death of storms, and so was my mom. So all we wanted in the whole world was to know where dad was. If dad was there, everything was fine. If we had a tornado warning, is dad in the house? Yep, okay, we're good. He'll stop the tornado. He'll do whatever. Because he was a protector. He looked out for us kids. He watched us like a hawk. He was always protective around us. I'll never forget being down at Lake Cumberland, and we're on the back balcony where there's about a 20, 20-foot drop or something like that off the back of the balcony. And Debbie, who is known in our family as kind of, I'm not allowed to say that you're an airhead. Okay, I'm, not, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She was always just a little dizzier than the others. <laughs> I'm playing. She's a woman of God, full of the power of God. But Debbie was one of those who just kind of went along with everything. And, and she was playing with the helicopter, and as the propellers were going around, so was her head. And she was following it, and she literally went right off the balcony as it went off. But my dad, without even thinking, not contemplating, not thinking what would be the best move here. Immediately, as soon as he saw her go over, my dad was over on top of her, right on, grabbed her in midair, took her and rolled down the hill. That's a father. That's a protector. That's somebody who has the heart that we talk about when we talk about a dad. The heart of God, who is our Strong, wise protector. There are times there's been correction. How many times have you heard this? Wait till your father gets home. Sometimes the corrector. Sometimes and always full of love, proud. Family is the world to a father who has the heart of God. I used to love when we were little, we'd get sick. You know, and, and dad would come home from work around 5, 5.30. He would always have a treat for us. It would either be an orange cupcake, which is probably where I got my obsession, and then a toy. I used to want to be sick. Mom, I don't think I feel so good. You better call dad. So I'd get a prize after, after work. You see, the big idea behind God's plan for fatherhood was that he wanted strong arms around every child. He wanted a wise protector and a provider and a loving, guiding, passionate father, a dad, an example for our children of how to love God. It's a known fact that your opinions of God are in direct correlation to your love and your respect and your honor and your view of your own father. There's survey after survey of all the different ways. If you struggle in your relationship with God, it probably goes back to a relationship issue you had with your dad. That's, that's part of the plan, and that's why it's so important to be challenged. That's why it's so important that we be seen, that we look into the Word of God and truly see ourselves the way God intended us to be. Every man, under the sound of my voice, every boy, everyone here today, understand and know God has designed you and created you in His image, in His likeness, to be like Him. He wants you to love like Him, protect like Him, be strong like Him. He wants you to be the example. We look again at the Jordan River and we see all that we saw there. The father is so proud 
making sure he made his declaration to the world about his son, we see that heart of the father coming out that you and I have been given the gift of. He loved his son. He was proud of his son. He was unashamed of his son. He affirmed his son, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Your voice, your voice of love identifies your children. And that's a great gift that God has been given to you, that God has given to you. The great love that God loves you as you pursue and you understand his love in your life. It's amazing how it begins to become you. As you, you want to know more, you, you, I, I think the, the video series and, and all the different conferences and all the different books that are out, they're good, they're wonderful, I love resource, it's good to do those things, but if you want to know how to be a perfect dad, if you want to know how to be a man of God, then get into understanding your relationship with God, because down inside of you right now, you don't have to go out there and get a resource on how to become this man of God we're talking about. It lies within you. That's the good news. It's in you right now. And as you worship and as you love God and as you pursue him in his word, as you come to an understanding in your own relationship of what he's like, it becomes you. You are made in his image. So you can love your kids right, you can love them clean, you can love them successful, you can love them holy, you can love them blessed, living a Christian life. Great examples throughout the word of God, Joshua who stood up and declared, as for me and my house, you do what you want to do, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All throughout the scripture, Abraham, we look at Noah, Noah, all the whole world was laughing at him, all the public was shaming him and making him like he's a crazy man, and yet his family who knew him best, he lived the influence in front of his family, and his family all marched with him up the gangplank to safety inside that ark, why? Because he was a godly, good, good father. God's put it inside you, dad, your role in the family is to paint a picture of God. If our group would come up and get ready, I'm going to land this plane. You're to paint a picture of God. The disciples, Philip, in the word of God, asked Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? As you develop and grow in his image, his love, his likeness becomes you. I want you to stand with me this morning. I don't mean to embarrass my dad and talk about him, but there was one other situation that I wanted to share with you. The greatest parts of God that come out of you come from inside you. We think a lot of times it's the outward things, it's working, it's providing, and all these things are good. The Bible declares a man who doesn't provide for his own is worse than an infidel. So we understand it's good to work so hard. It's good to be the provider and the protector and the hunter. It's good. That's who you are. But it's the tenderness of God's heart in you and the likeness of him that makes the difference. Dad? You probably don't even know I know this. I was in Campus Choir 
I was in my last year of college, and we were on tour. We were at Kings Point Church of God, and we sang the rafters down. Man, had a Holy Ghost gully washer service. Was, people were lined up everywhere. People were in the altar. It was a good time. That night, I got to sing with the choir, and I had a solo. So I was out there with my microphone. I was singing a solo. I was so proud. My mom and dad were sitting out in the audience. And after the service was over, you remember that night. After the service was over, my mom came over to me. She said something without your knowledge. She said, baby, she goes, I have to tell you what your daddy said. I said, what? She said, while you were singing, while you were up there, he leaned over to me and he said, there are three men. And I respect and that I admire more than any other. He said, they're the real deal. Nathan Ridgway, who was his first pastor, a pastor of our family when I was very young. He said, Lane Sargent, who was a pastor for our family and has always been very close to our family. Two very godly men. Then he looked at my mom and he said, and my son. She, she told on you that night, but I've never forgotten it. Even times when you're not happy with me, times you may be frustrated with me, or sometimes when I've watched you go through difficult and hard times, I've never forgotten what my mother said, my dad said about me. Fathers, Inside you is the gift of God. Inside you is encouragement, identity. Inside you, Christian, is the value of your children. They'll run to her and cry because they know she'll give them whatever they want. But when they're looking for affirmation, confirmation, when they're looking for the life principles, how to, to, to love God and how to serve God and how to trust God, they're going to look to you because you are the picture painted of God to them. Wow. Father's Day will never be the same. And so what a challenge, right? What a prayer. God, make me more like you. God, let my heart be kind, unconditional in its love, in its affection. May I be the leader. May I be the one who's providing and the hunter and strong and wise. May I be the one that shows unconditional love. May I be the one who forgives first. May I be the one that shows my family, my kids, my grandkids. May I be the one who shows them you. May I be the one. Then you are in his image created in his image and in his likeness and there's no greater Father's Day gift anybody could give you than that scripture right there so happy Father's Day fathers I want you to get out I want you to come and meet me in the altar as quickly as you can this group is going to sing and it's a song that I, I love I've never heard it before until today but it's an amazing song and it talks about the fact you know the, the enemy's going to fight you 
He's going to make you feel defeated. He's going to do everything in his power, Jack, to make you feel like you're a failure in every way. He loves to make dads feel like deadbeat dads. He loves to make dads feel low. He loves to make you feel like you've been cheated and like there's no hope for you. You may feel even today like you've messed up and things have not gone the way you thought it would or you wanted it to, but here you stand today with a challenge that says what's awesome is it's not about you in the first place. It's about your relationship with him and it can start afresh and brand new even in this hour for the good dads just keep on trucking. For the dads who feel like they're lacking, for the dads who feel, you know, and, and I see a lot of other guys, if, if, you're, if you're a guy in this house, make your way, get out, come down, be with us. You're going to be dads, or you've got nieces and nephews, or you've got spiritual kids, you're people that have this heart of fatherhood in you, you've got the heart of God in you. Christian, get out here. God wants to help you to be the man you're meant to be. He wants you to be what you've been created to be, Josh. He wants you to live that out in every possible way. And I want the Lord to help us. We're going to fight the battle. The enemy is going to lose today. He's going to go down because he's a liar. You, can't, you shouldn't be afraid. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to feel like there's no hope. I'm telling you, in God, his creative power, he can do anything. He speaks things happen. He creates with his very words, and he's able to make it happen for you. Can I get an amen out of this crowd of men? That sounds good. Say it again. Amen. amen. So I want you to politely put your hand on someone's shoulder standing around you. It's a mode of manly contact. I want them to sing. And as they do, I want you to be praying for each other. Praying that God will give the strength, the wisdom, the power, to be the best dads the world has ever seen. I want people talking out on the street. Wow, Stratford Heights has got the best dads ever. Amen? Begin to pray for one another now.
death Crush the devil's head Fear is just a afternoon with your friends and your family. Maybe you're going to be on the phone talking to family members across the world. However that works for you, I want you to have a great, wonderful Father's Day. Don't forget your free gift, guys. All of you are welcome to have one. As a matter of fact, if there's any left over, grab them. But we want you to know that your church loves you, and we celebrate and we honor you today. So I want uh, a father, a grandfather, somebody we love, just joined our leadership staff here as one of our pastors, and I want him to dismiss us on Father's Day in prayer. I guess he's underscoring dismiss, isn't he? Let's pray. Eternal Father, we cannot thank you or praise you enough for all that you've done in our lives. If anything good is accomplished, it's because of you. If there's life within us, if there's breath within us, it's because of you. So, Lord, now we ask that this day might not be taken for granted. Not only do we celebrate each other and the fathers here and represented in this congregation, but we celebrate you and let us know that in a deeper way as it's been revealed to us today in the sermon and in this service. Give your victory to your people in your name. 
And all the people said, let the devil or not today. Oh, excuse me. Amen. <laughs>